It is Wednesday, my dudes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our brand new podcast. Lindsay, how are you going? I'm great, thanks, Jace. Like our new little jingle there. It's, uh, <laughs> Such a good jingle. Yeah, no, I thought that was awesome. So, everyone, just so for you, those of you that may or may not know, um, Lindsay and I are a couple of coaches that um, are currently coaching a senior women's Division One squad at Musgrave. Yep, that's right. That's right. We're um, looking forward to going again too in season 2021, which should be a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. Yep. Um, hope you loved our little uh, opening jingle there. Yep. But uh, look, we're going to start up a Facebook page as well. Um, our podcast is actually unnamed at the moment. But Lindsay, you've uh, you've got a couple of I've got suggestions. A, I've got a few to throw out to you there, Jace. Um, there's there's a couple that probably missed the mark, but <laughs> but uh, you know all all good decisions are made in haste. So yep. uh, let me just run you through a few. Uh, first one I think that it might make the grade it would be uh, stoppage time. Stoppage time. I'd yeah, nice, like nice, nice. Stoppage nice. time. Um, there's another one called the back post. I thought the back post would be uh, a nice little fun name to, to maybe go with the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night highlight, given the fact that we're a Metro-based podcast, I thought that could be pretty fun. There's the sin bin. We know how many Metro players get sin bin every week, so I thought that might have been a pretty good one as well. <laughs> Southport. <laughs> uh, but I know that there's like a... There, I've got a whole list of... Uh, heaps here, but I think they're the winners. But I, I quite like the quite like the one off the crossbar. Oh, great, great shouts off great the crossbar. Shout. I do like that. But um, like I said before, guys, we will put up a uh, Facebook page um, for for those of you who would like to get in contact with either myself or Linz. Um, so you know, feel free to throw us some feedback on those names if you like the uh, opening jingle. Yeah, or not, you know, <laughs> let us know whether whether uh, you like the jingle and the names or if you've got something better or any jingle suggestions, just hit us up. Yeah, um, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Yep. Um, but yeah, also if you have any questions for any future podcasts. Yeah, no, we're only too happy to answer. It's a basically a, a podcast from the people for the people. So yeah, uh, we're looking forward to getting stuck into all things Metro next season. Yeah, beautiful. So as Lindsay just said, um, you know, this podcast is literally for our Metro community on the Gold Coast. Um, more specifically for our our senior women. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so with the, um, you know, obviously just starting off, we're going to, we're going to give our own knowledge uh, the best benefit of your benefit so we, we can actually, you know, know what we're talking about for the first <laughs> three months or so and then maybe branch out from there. So yeah, that's beautiful. The so I figured it would be a good thing to start, Linz, for this episode and maybe go into the next episode where we might do a, uh, a season review for our girls in 2020. Yeah, I think it'd be a good idea, Jace. And I also think that there's plenty to talk about in with that in mind. Yeah, so definitely. Lot, yeah, it was a great year for us. Yep. So I think what we might do as we go into um, parts two and three, we might delve into the first complete round of fixtures for 2020 in the Div 1 comp. Nice. So um, for to finish off part one here, um, guys, we might go into, I guess, Lynn's 
I'll throw this to you first. Yep. So any um, any thoughts, initial thoughts on the 2020 season for you? Yeah, well, obviously it was a good one. We we won the, the minor premiership or the premiership as I like to call it now that we've won it. It's what matters. And, uh, <laughs> and also, you know, made our way to a grand final, a home grand final, which was a big event for us. Um, unfortunately, beaten by a better team on the night, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, all in all, great season with a great group of girls. Both squads actually give two as well. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, you know, both both divisions had a, such a strong season. Um, you know, Lundy and Geordie there that took over yeah, Div Two halfway through the season job. there. Yep, yep, I thought I thought they did a terrific, terrific job. Um, might be worth, I guess, mentioning um, a couple of players though, Blins, that you know were, I suppose, in the Div One comp last season in yeah. the 2019 season that yep. um may not have you know that unfortunately didn't make the squad this season so you know the you know the emir is that you know a center back for div 2 amira um you know a right back in in young katie yeah um center mid for for mariko and um a goalkeeper in in megs yeah i mean those four girls all had great seasons last year and just with the influx of new players this year new quality players as well and also going into a graded competition, it was just it was just tough to get everyone in. Just like it'll be tough to get everyone in again next season. It's it's a real um, it's a real headache for for coaching um, those those tough selections that you got to make. But um, I think by the end of the season, you know, all the girls were happy in the end with where with where they ended up and enjoyed their seasons regardless, which is what Musgrave's about. So yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So Linz, what about any um, any surprise packets? Um, in regards to think, take yourself back to preseason. Yeah. Yep. So um, well, well, Jace. You know, there's a there's a few things to talk about with preseason in mind. I mean, first of all, there was you know the influx of players that we got of quality players, and you know maybe you can comment more on on these girls than, than me from your knowledge from from Southport. Yeah. Um, bringing up the S word in the podcast <laughs> first up. So um, first episode, mate. <laughs> so yeah, obviously we we had Loveland Malia. Bree, uh, Annabelle, uh, join us uh, over from Southport last year, and, and under your tutelage the year before. And um, you know, I was a little bit concerned about how those girls would fit in um, because I never really met any of those girls before. Um, so, how did you feel as a previous coach of theirs? Yes. How did you feel they went this preseason? Um, look, the best word I can actually come up with for for the how i felt at that time was apprehensive yeah to be honest um to to go back a little bit further so for those of you that don't know um i i was actually coach at um at southport for three years with the reserve squad um so back when the hub system was was with us for the i think two years before they cancelled it yeah um i was uh with the reserve squad, and then the third and final year, we got promoted up into the Brisbane Premier League. Yeah. Um, so you know, teams like Broadbeach, Rabina, um, Coomera, um, all were selected to go up to the Brisbane Compers uh, along with us at Southport. And those girls that you mentioned um, had been with me for pretty much those three years. Um, all four girls, absolute top chicks, um, on and off the field. Yeah. Um, you know great great talent um and just great people to to be around yeah well i was quick to find that out um it didn't take too long for the for the girls from southport to really um you know mesh in well with the team both on and off the field and 
Um, I was grateful that they, you know, responded to my coaching style uh, as well as they did. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but those Southport girls really did grab grab that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. So um, just to expand on that that apprehensive feeling I had um, at the start of the the, the the season or during preseason. Um, so my my biggest worry or concern was I didn't want players that were already at Musgrave, um, I suppose, to have that feeling or to to wonder, oh, you know, um, Jason's joining us this year, um, you know, is he going to take half his team across and all of a sudden Lindsay's just going to pick him, you know, just because they're from Southport. Yeah. Um, which I, I know in good faith you wouldn't do anyway, but mm. I guess there was just that apprehensive feeling there, um, just wondering what girls were thinking. So, um, you know, as I was leaving Southport last year, um, I said to pretty much the whole squad, um, you know, some of them did move on. I think some went up to, to Coomera. Some stayed at Southport, which was great. Yeah. Um, I think some may have stopped playing this year for, for you know, other, other, other reasons. Yeah. But I, I definitely wanted to make it crystal clear with the girls when I was leaving that um, as long as they were playing and loving the game for what it was, it didn't matter where they were playing. That's the most important thing to me as a coach. So, um, you know, I didn't want the girls following me just because I was going somewhere else. Yeah, and they, um, and they could get a cheap run wherever. Yeah, that's right. So for the girls that did come over to Musgrave, I was over the moon for, and I would have been over the moon if any other girls had to come across for that fact. But um, I definitely wanted to make it clear to those girls as well when they did turn up to pre-season training that they were going to have to prove themselves again, not just to me, but to, to yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, they're coming into a into a team that was already quite strong, obviously. Yeah. You know, a couple of ex-Premier League players that had already been at Musgrave and are probably going to be there again next year yep. in the 2021 season. So I definitely wanted, not just for me, but I think for them as well, whether they may or may not be aware of it, um, just wanting them to, to know that they could make the, the top squad, um, you know, if they put in. Yeah, no, the, I, I thought the Southport girls were, were great in the preseason. They certainly didn't let you down in that regard. And then there was the, um, the Coomer inclusion of, of Shari and Evie. Yeah. Um, you know, I've found out through the year what a what a fantastic player Evie is, but her her attitude to training from the get go was was amazing, and and you know Shari really worked hard early on, and she's you know extremely popular teammate, very hard person to leave out, just because how she is with the girls, and um, you know also worked hard in the preseason as well, yep. you know to get to get that Div One berth. Yeah, yep. Kudos to to both those players there. Yep. Um, both had a really big year as well, which will obviously no doubt go on. And expand on um, this episode and next. Yeah. Um, but look, Linz, quick question for you, mate, that yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to find out from yourself. So obviously last year I was involved with the Musgrave squad um, with yourself, um, but I was sort of splitting my time between that and taking on the Southport team. Yeah. Um, so as much as I did have a little bit of an insight into, you know, how, how you work as a coach um, and obviously... Um, for those of you that may not know, but we've obviously had um, collaborations in the past anyway with your time at Mudgee yep. um, with the NPL squad as well. But this was probably the real, the first year, the 2020 season, where we actually went into this season as a partnership, a partnership really, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, which, you know, I, I loved every single minute of it. Yeah, but it I guess good. the question for you was, um, coming from last year's season, so obviously... The girls were one game short of a grand final berth. Yep, lost the semi at Tweed, yep. Yep. Um, 
obviously um, injury played a massive factor yeah. in, in, in the team for, for that season. Um, going into the 2020 season, did you find or did you think you needed to change your approach going into pre-season, going off how you went the season before? Yeah, um, it's always the, the the question the coach asks himself every time the new year comes around. Do you want to do you want to try something new or different, or do you just go with what you know? And I felt that the changeover from the start of uh, last season gone would be, you know, I thought we needed it if, if we wanted to go one better and get the grand final. Um, mainly because this this season that we just had was was a graded competition as well. So the season prior in Metro was actually not graded. We we selected teams not on grading. We we selected teams in a, through other ways. Um, the season before. So although we were very strong, we still definitely uh, didn't pick our technically best 15 on the season before, but the approach this year was very different. The, the approach this year was going to be, let's pick our strongest possible team. And I wanted to play through midfield um, as often as we can. So I intentionally picked as strong a midfield as I can. Yep. Um, and that was probably the, the main difference in focus um, going into this season and, and it, I think it showed we had a great year yeah um, great yeah so there was you know obviously everyone contributed but I think our midfield dominance was pretty much at the fore even in the games we lost yep um, and just to touch on pre-season one last time we, we had nearly what 40 yeah plus, 40, 40 to 50 um, regularly you know yeah. at the start of the season so you know with that sheer amount of I suppose um, bodies running around the field. Um, obviously, you're trying to get a preseason sorted to get everyone fit for the season, but also, you know, at the same time, you know, you and I are conversing. Um, you know, the the Div Two coach at that time yeah. we're obviously conversing with as well. Yeah. Um, you know, was that hard for you to 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 get through in regards to you know you were obviously having to have conversations with certain players as well. Yeah. Um, no doubt. You know, the girls would be obviously aware of the fact that there'd be way too many girls to fill two squads, yep. not to mention the club being affiliated with the, the university up the road. Sure. Um, you know, so they were no doubt going to get some late additions. Yeah, so um, the uni affiliation with us is, is uh, sort of a double-edged sword. We know what we're going to get every year and we are going to get numbers, but this the uni sign-on is right on uh, ex, you know expiration date for the for the registrations. So it leaves us a very small window of opportunity for the influx of uni students that come to get into our teams. Because the season started in March this year, didn't it? Season started on the 7th of March and the uni sign-on was the 28th of Feb. Yep. And we had um, girls training with us pretty much from January that's on. That's right. Yep. That's right. So that's the same at Musgrave every year. So I think I've just become used to it. I mean, I can always usually handle it. Um, but it's, it's tricky, it's tricky, and we ended up getting two, you know, only going with two uni students late, um, who were Helga and Sarita, who proved to be great choices. Yeah. Um, but I also think, you know, as far as the preseason went, there was a couple of great performers in Crystal and Sophia. Yeah, that, good shout. That basically got their way into the Div 1 team. Yep. Um, you know, Sophia's been a good player at Musgrave for a long time, so I was happy to give her a go this year, and she excelled. More than and, proved her weight in gold there. Oh, yeah. And and Crystal had a pre-season like no other, in, in my personal opinion. I was looking for a fill-in spot there. And, 
you know, there was a there was probably five or six players that I could have easily taken. Crystal was one of them, and she just got there on a work rate. So yeah, well done to Crystal for that. Cool. You think there's a scope for? Maybe three teams in the 2021 season. Ooh, controversial. Controversial, <laughs> Jace. Um, look, there is. Musgrave would definitely get the numbers. Um, it's not something I would personally support. Yeah. Um, however, there would definitely be the numbers. Yeah. And I think that we would definitely find coaches willing. Um, three teams is hard, you know, is, is really hard. You know, we always probably going to have one team if you have three teams you're going to have one team that really struggles yeah um and then usually leads to other problems down the track but we would definitely have the numbers and we definitely have the um you know the the drive as a club to probably field three teams yeah but the actual logistics of field space and trying to keep every girl happy is would make it tough, much. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I personally don't like the idea, but yep. it's it gets thrown up every year, and yeah. probably rightly so. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, look, guys, this is uh, you know, we're nearing the end of, of part one, but just so you know, going into parts two and three, so we're we're aiming to go through um our season review based on um our fixtures. So, you know, we'll go yep. through the goal scorers, any other stats and just funny moments or, you know, good performances that may or may not have been mentioned at the time. Yeah, um, and, and just things that we remember from those games that, you know, you girls might remember as well. And, you know, as as mentioned earlier, anything from, from any game that you remember that we missed, please let us know. Um, you know, hit us up on the on the Facebook page or message Jason and I and, you know, we'll definitely revisit that at some point along the way because, you know, it's going to be hard to get through everything but yeah yeah it should be fun definitely all right so yeah we'll take a break now but going into part two we will tackle the first uh three fixtures of uh 2020 great cool Hello and welcome to part two. Oh, what a what a call! What Beautiful, a call. one of the great great calls of uh of one of our past games back in uh, 2020. Oh, Ronaldinho! I mean, what what a man, what a player! God, if you can't get excited over that, what can you get excited over? <laughs> so, guys, just remember that uh, our podcast is still unnamed. Yeah, still looking for a name, guys. Um, if there's any that come to mind for you, just send them through to us on the Facebook page or, or get in contact with Jason or I. We're still taking <coughs> names, good, bad, or indifferent at this point. Um, nothing gets thrown off the table yet, so we'll have to sift through. Yes, very, very true. And uh, from uh, Lindsay's suggestions, I'm guessing uh, off off the crossbar is a favourite. Well, that's the one that I'm I'm putting my hand up for. I think it's a special shout out to Bree for that one as well. Oh yes, um, for those of you that may or may not know, Breezy's are uh, pretty good at the old crossbar challenge. Yeah, yeah she likes the crossbar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the one that I like. But there was a few there, and yeah, interested in hearing new guys' thoughts as well. So. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's get stuck in, Linz. Yeah. Um, so round one for 
our Metro Women Div 1 season 2020. Do you know who that was against? I believe that would have been Surface at Home. It was. Uh, it was some Surface. Some time ago now. Yeah. Yeah. It was a while ago. It's been a very long season. Yep. Um, so that game finished off um, with a resounding win for our, our first game. Obviously, um, didn't go the way we wanted to to start the game off, but we ended up being 7-2 winners. Yeah, no, the um, the game certainly didn't start off. I think we were 2-0 down after about 10 or 15 minutes and there was a few stunned girls out there. And, you know, uh, we were trying to play the way that we'd been trained. We were trying to play out, play short. But, um, you know, surface were were just pounced on a few, maybe a little bit of untidy errors, something like that. No, nobody to blame specifically. They just um, We just got caught out and we were 2-0 down in 10 minutes of the season. So... It was good, good effort for the girls to get back into it. Yeah, definitely. So um, just to go through the stats for, for that game quickly, um, Annabelle got the first goal for the season to, to kick us off yeah. um, with a great assist from Evie. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Breezy, um, you know, first game on fire. She, she finished off the game with a, with a nice little hat-trick. Um, Annabelle assisted two of those. Um, and Laney assisted Breeze. Bree's last goal. Do you remember? Do you remember Breezy's last goal? Ah, uh, the infamous chip. The infamous <laughs> chip. The certainly one that I'll never forget. And I know the girls on the bench um, at the time with me were all all in hysterics with that one as well. Where Bree was about twelve yards out and still managed to get the ball over the keeper and under the crossbar. <laughs> it was a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> so just to round off the remaining goal scorers, so Annabelle chipped in for a for a second goal there for her, uh, which was assisted by Lauren. Um, Lauren assisted um, Shari as well. Shari got off to a good start there, yep. first game of the season. Yep. And uh, last but not least, uh, Loveland got us got us our seventh goal. Yes, yeah, I remember Loveland's goal. Actually, it was really, really well taken just on just on half time, just before we came in. I think it it really gave us some good momentum going into half time. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, we went in two one, and Loveland had only just scored just previously to that. So we went into halftime with some momentum and a bit of confidence. So I think that went a long way to our, our really dominant second half. Yep. Um, player of the match to start us off that season. Do you yeah. remember who that was? Yeah, the player of the match on that particular game could have given it to a few girls, but in the end we decided to go with Soph in a really good performance. Yep. Um, I just thought that um, her new partnership with Malia was just sort of starting to blossom out on the right side there. Um, I think they did both did really well out there against Surface, who could definitely attack. They had a lot of pace up front, didn't they? They did. They did. And, and Soph had also done a lot of work uh, in the preseason with us in learning a new style of how to play centre-back if you play for my team. Yep. Um, it's probably a bit different to what she would have been used to in years previous. So she had a lot to take on, a lot to learn in a short time. And I think she did a great job that night. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, you know, started the season off, we, we played a 4-3-3 system. Um, girls, obviously, were coming up against some ex, ex-Premier League players as well in um, Kalia. Yep. Was it? She's She went came from Rabina to, to surface, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, great player. Great player, Kalia. And um, a real handful. And also Romy, who would later become the, the golden boot. So um, those two girls in particular offered plenty up front for surface and... You know, uh, apart from the first 10 or 15 minutes where our girls were probably a little bit nervous, um, they didn't really factor in for the rest of the game and we were able to win the game comfortably in the end. Yeah. Um, first game, obviously, um, the way it panned out, I think definitely showed the character in our team, um, which obviously we will go on and talk about more 
throughout um, you know later episodes in regards to you know what what our team possesses on and off the field. But mentally, you know, going down two 0 quite early and you know finishing off the game with a resounding seven two win just goes to show the, the the type of players we had at our disposal. Yeah, and also the belief, um, you know, the the uh, the belief to sort of not panic when you're in when you're in behind on the scoreboard or or you're just feeling a little bit um, behind the pace of the game or whatever, you hang tough, you look after your teammates, you talk your way into enthusiasm to get yourself out of any problems. And I think that's what we really did well on that game. I think, you know, at halftime we got in and, you know, the girls were a little bit shocked. I remember the halftime of that game quite clearly and, you know, there were some girls raising some questions with how we play and stuff like that. And then we all made the decision that we were going to stick solid with what we do well and, um, and see how that panned out for the season and, and certainly for the rest of the game um, gave us the result that we that we really deserve to get. Yeah, from memory, we had a bit of a positional change as well, didn't we? Um, oh, we Doris did. came off with a bit of a problem and yep. Cherie, um, you know, did a did a great job for us slotting in at centre back there. Yeah, unprepared too. Doris was um, had had some trouble with a, with a heart issue. She couldn't go back on for the rest of the half. Um, she's normally... You know, a 90-minute player, locker in for. So. Yeah, and a solid, solid player oh, too. Excellent player. But but um, on spur of the moment, we had to had to put Cherie in at centre-back to play half a game, which we were fine with. But it also meant that we lost Cherie's um, impact out wide. But it just goes to show I was really pleased with Georgia in that game who, who went back to left-back for that particular game and, and really shone out there as well yeah, um, in the second definitely half. Definitely did. So... It was a good team all round, um, you know, pick up the pieces type performance, which I suppose if every you ask every coach, they'd want that in round one. They they wouldn't want an, a ten nil win, easy win in round one. They'd like a a good win that you have to come from behind for or test yourself for, and that's exactly what happened for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, as it as it turned out, obviously um, after after the first game of the season, um, I guess the word of twenty twenty unprecedented. Decided yeah. to, uh, you know, overcome our lives with uh, with the COVID pandemic. Yeah, didn't that throw a spanner in the works? Um, not only for us, but obviously for everybody, and you know, not only football related, but um, you know, uh, I think it meant a lot to us. We we um, had to separate. We were a very tight group at that time, both squads, or I felt we were anyway. And um, you know, what I what I decided to put into place through that period was a was, you know, we initially went through some fitness videos to keep in touch. Um, the girls all got on board with, with a, you know, a two-minute to five-minute, um, you know, fitness video of what they were all up to in COVID as they couldn't leave the house. So uh, that was really uh, well-received by the girls and had a lot of fun um, watching and, and sharing those around the group when we couldn't see each other. And then, obviously, I went into the one-on-ones uh, when we were able to relax the COVID restrictions a little and able to get out onto a park, uh, albeit just in twos, um, but was able to take advantage of that time. And I just wanted to make sure that I met girls that I didn't basically know too much of or hadn't spent too much time for before. I thought it was a great opportunity um, with no training as such being available or open to us. It was a chance to get to know all the girls as good as I could and um, obviously for the new girls that had come to the club as well. So 
really had a lot of fun doing that. It was a lot of hard work, but um, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. It was good fun. Yeah, look, I thought it was a really, really good idea. Um, you took advantage of their lens with the videos, um, especially going from a period where, you know, we've, we've just finished a season back in 2019, um, had a bit of a short break, got stuck into, into pre-season. Um, you know, season started early, obviously, as you said before, back in, back in March, early March. Yeah. So, you know, we've gone from seeing um, these players and not just players, but, you know, pretty much most of this team are both you and I are friends, you yeah. know, outside of soccer with oh, yeah. the, you know, the, the schnackadactyls or, the you know, if we uh, head out for, for a bevy on the weekends, we, we hang out with these girls quite a bit. So, um, you know, to go from seeing these people three, four, five times a week, sometimes, yeah. you know, it could be that much that yeah. we see them to all of a sudden COVID hitting and nothing. Like we're isolated to our homes. We can't leave unless we need to, you know, get the bare essentials. Yeah. So, um, you know, that sort of impact, um, you know, as a coach, um, you know, we've never seen something like that before. No, and, you know, at the time too, we, we weren't really sure about what was to come ahead. So we didn't know whether it was going to be a, a one-month put-off or a four-month put-off or whatever it was. The the outcome was unknown. So it just threw another bit of a of um, confusion into the air with, with everybody. It was the same for everyone, you know, obviously – uh, some clubs would have done more than others and all the rest of it. But I know for our group, it was, I thought, pretty important to try and stay connected during that time. Yeah, definitely a big shout out to, for yourself, Linz, um, getting the Div 2 girls involved um, with, with those videos just to keep everyone together and, yeah. you know, just so there wasn't that divide. Um, you know, also getting our women's coordinator in Brooklyn yeah, um, well, involved. I, well, I just thought that um, the women's Div 2 team were, were such a big part of our pre-season. Um, we did a lot of the training together. Um, a lot of the girls from Div Two are friends with girls from Div One. Yep. And um, would have played together at goals the season before yeah, as well. Yeah, it 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 was really um, a factor for me to to make sure that all the girls were involved. It could be and and you know we ended up getting girls involved from overseas. Uh, Annie sent a video from the UK and Loveland sent one from Canada. Yep. Um, you know, so <laughs> it just goes to show that the. The Muzzy girls are quite a tight group and it doesn't matter where they are in the world, they're, they're happy to respond in, to the team in kind. So yeah, great great shout-out for the girls for their backup on that. Yeah, and just a quick shout-out to, to Loveland as well, who unfortunately had to travel back home during the, the COVID period and has since not come back yet. But, yeah. you know, we... We wish her well and hope she's safe and, um, you know, going well with her family. Yeah, no, I miss Loveland a lot. Hopefully she can get back to us soon. But the uh, most important thing is that she's happy and um, obviously where, where she is at the moment. Hopefully her family's all well and, you know, she knows she's got a home when she comes back. Simple as that. Yep. We are actually waiting for a uh, 100-meter dash still from... Uh, Loveland up against Malia. We are. The we the are. banter has been on fire for at least two seasons now. Yep. And we're still yet to see this dash. Yeah. Um, you know, Malia, our right back, talks a big game. She seems to think that she's got the wood on her. Yeah, no, Malia, Loveland. Malia is kidding herself. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. I mean, Loveland could well have two bad knees by the time she gets back. Oh, I'll still back her in. how's that? So, How do we feel about that, Malia? <laughs> Make sure you let us know on uh, the Facebook page. Yeah. So, um... Obviously, with, with COVID hitting, um, there was a few, I guess, unique ways the girls were, were keeping fit. We saw a couple of uh, toilet paper juggling videos. Helga was a was a highlight. Yeah, there was some real surprise packets out of that. I mean, Helga showed with a great 
um, amount of skill she has by with the old toilet juggle and um, you know there was a few creative ideas as well shared through the videos and and you know uh, we saw one of my favorites was you know Doris on the old uh, oh, I don't know what you'd call it now but it was, <laughs> it was just the old jazzercise I think the term is and and um, you know that I couldn't stop laughing at that but you know obviously Jimmy put together um, a funny little video as well it was quite hilarious and Malia Malia put a lot of work into hers which was funny as well so just just really good stuff from the girls through that period of time and it and I think it made coming back into the season proper when we did get the go ahead a little bit more smoother yeah I couldn't agree more um so I guess it was nearly on what four three four months out yeah um you yeah. know finally got the, the the okay from football Gold Coast that we were definitely coming back um, season was going to be adjusted slightly, but we were definitely going to get through. Yep. So um, we saw ourselves over at Broadbeach for, for round two. Yeah, that was always going to be a tough game in the fixture list, regardless of where it sits. But the fact that it was the first game after COVID made it a little bit more tricky. Um, but obviously, Brody were in the same boat. Um, I believe you got some stats there for us, Jace, on the uh, Brody game. Yeah. So, look, uh, a very, very tight game, I thought. Um, yeah. So, you know, great as coaches, um, you know, I think I still remember throughout the whole game, I don't think there was a minute where we weren't talking to each other about what we were noticing out there and, um, you know, the different challenges that were being posed to us and, you know, also the good things we're seeing yeah. with it being the first game back from, from the COVID uh, break. But look, that game finished up one all. Yeah. So, you know, I thought a good point to grab out of, out of Broad Beach. Definitely, I think, could have had our chances to, to get all three points. But uh, Brody, Brody went ahead with a, um, you know, I guess a goal on, you know, on 18 minutes um, where we found a really good opportunity to, to work with our back line and um, goalkeeper in Mel in future weeks. Yeah, we just um, probably were a little bit, a little bit off the pace early on um, with, with not so much as effort, but just positionally we got... Um, Probably Dawes and Soph got a little bit caught out too flat. And Mel was maybe a touch nervous with the first game back. So she just sort of got pinned on a line a bit. But, um, you know, Brody were good enough to find that big space in between. And, you know, we, we've spoken about it a few times since then, Jason. You know, when we spoke to Dawes and Soph at halftime about it, they corrected it. And I don't think we really had to revisit it again for the whole year. So mm, yeah, no, definitely agree. Um, yeah. You know, as soon as we spoke to them, we had that sort of staggered back back centre pairing um, yeah. where you know I, I thought Broadbeach didn't really have a sniff after that. Um, no, but going into the just before the halftime break, we um, we had a little bit of brilliance from our vice captain Lauren. Yep, um, who was assisted by a player who broke into our first div set up, Crystal. Yeah, well, Crystal would later go on to be player of the match in that game. And, um, you know, one of the aspects of, of that game was, was laying on that goal for Lauren. I mean, Lauren had to, had to shoot the ball from distance to, to get it, you know, into the goal. But Crystal did a lot of good work early prior to that. And, um, you know, I just thought for the for the duration of that Broadbeach game, we saw the best of Crystal. And also, you know, everything that she had learnt in the short time that we had after COVID, um, you know, she took into that Broadbeach game and really dominated for us. Yep. One thing I'd like to touch on as well is how impressed I was with um, 
Malia settling into the right back role in a Musgrave team where you and I wanted to exploit her attacking prowess. Mm. So, um, you know, we, we will, we're privileged to, to have um, on the left flank Cherie, who, you know, naturally has that instinct to know when she wants to make that overlapping play or, um, you know, she communicates well with her um, winger in front of her or attacking player about what's going on. So um, towards the end of the game there, when we saw Malia starting to, to back herself and get into space, yeah. um, I thought that was quite a promising thing to see. It was a good thing to see. It was it was always going to be a little bit tougher for Malia um, because you know that's that's a very um, you know tough role to, to play as a right fullback under under my coaching structure. Yep, um, would have been maybe I guess a bit different to what she'd done in length previously. So um, getting her into that attacking mindset um, was always tough. But I think you're right, and that, that game against Brody, we we did see signs of that, and um, you know we were able to see that sort of improve throughout the year as we went on. Yeah, definitely. But um, I thought a massive shout out for that game for for Cherie in regards to her positioning and and timing of her runs as well, because you know with with a player like Malia learning, um, you know how to expand on her talent. And skills um, in regards to the attacking role on a, on a, on the right flank, you know what a player to have on the other side to sort of gauge yeah. where you're at and where you, where you need to be. Um, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't be more proud of what I've seen of Cherie, not just in past seasons, but especially this season. You know, showing sort of Malia the ropes, whether she was aware of it or not. Um, you know. I think she was a very good mentor for, for, for Malia. Yep, I agree with that. And, you know, a lot of girls now at the club, apart from maybe Beck, might not realise, but when Cherie started in the Prem team with me, you know, five years ago, you know, she she never used to get forward. You know, it was she basically played as a centre-back in the lower divisions um, earlier on in her career. But, you know, I'd, I decided that she was going to be a left fullback when she came into my team and that she was going to get forward as much as she can and use her supreme fitness um, over the, over her opposition. And to her credit, you know, this is a, a, a building process. You know, Cherie just didn't get like that this year. It's been a gradual improvement to a point where we're, she's so comfortable and confident in that role now that maybe someone like Malia can, can look at that and go, well, you know, if Malia can be doing anything something similar to that in three or four years, we're going to be laughing out there. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with that in mind, we you know walk away from Broadbeach with a with a point, um, and we find ourselves back at home against tough opposition in Kingscliff. Yeah, um, Kingscliff are the obviously for you know as far as Metro women goes, um, very very dominant team for the last five or six years. I don't think that's any uh, any surprise to anyone for me to say that. Yep. Obviously, Brody have been very, very strong as well as, as along with ourselves. But Kingy have been the team to beat for a, for quite a while. They've been in the last at least five grand finals. Yeah. From what I've known. Yeah, yeah. Very good team. Ex prem players. You know, they they know exactly what's going on on the on the field at the time. That's that's what they bring. They don't really. Um, have the uh, I suppose the most technical side 
um, tactically, but they know how to get the job done. They're very, very skillful players and they're very powerful as well and tough to beat. So to have them up at Musgrave and to beat them 4-0 was probably our best game for the year, Jase. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Definitely my favourite game of the season. Um, I remember saying to you at the end there when we were uh, putting the goals away, most most weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I could have I could have watched that game well into the early hours of the morning if yeah. obviously games went for six hours. Yeah. But and obviously if the girls had the fitness to go that long, yeah. I uh, I could have watched that game for hours. The well, way the girls played was yeah, just phenomenal. Yeah, and I mean I think that was one of those games where the girls probably could have. I mean I don't think they wanted that game to ever end. Um, I don't think fitness was an issue at that time. We were, we were running on top of the ground and, and doing things easily. So um, not the Kingscliff probably be lucky that the game finished at 90 minutes and not 120. Yeah, probably flattered that yeah. they're only 4-0 only lost losers out of that game. Yeah, um, we, we ended up giving Mel man of the match on that game because of um, just the confidence she gives us when playing out from the back. Yeah, um, definitely bounced back from the week before. Yep, yep. and absolutely uh, got ourselves into a point where, you know, the girls know where to be when Mel has the ball and yep. they're expecting a good, decent, confident pass from her because she's got the quality to do it. It's a real strength of hers, um, her ball distribution, isn't it? Oh, it's it's as good as, as any keeper I've ever coached, certainly. Um, and you can't coach a team the way I coach a team with, without having a keeper that's, one, good enough and two, brave enough to do it. Yep. Um, so Mel got man of the match that day in a good performance. Um, but she had a you know a great season as well and was yeah. just unfortunate to be injured later on. Yep, definitely. So um, as we said, the game finished finished 4-0 um, to, to Musgrave. Um, so Laney got herself on the score sheet for the first goal off oh. a corner. Oh, wow. Yep. Didn't remember that. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, she headed a ball in off a, off a Lauren corner. Okay. So, yeah, Lauren got an assist there 20 minutes in. A header, gee. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> wow. Um, so, Annabelle uh, chipped in for, you know, just her average two goals a game at that point of the season. I remember one of Annabelle's goals came from, um, you know, the byline. Mm. She, she made a great run through and... Um, and she got the ball on basically on the byline, and she'd you know intentionally looked a shot because she was on a breakaway. There was no one quick enough to support, and she just belted it in from from a narrow angle, gave him keeper no chance. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just I guess this accentuates the uh, the chat about Cherie about the previous game. Um, you know, with her attacking runs, mm. she was one of the one of the assisters of that game who gave Annabelle her first goal. Oh, true. Yep. Okay. So that was on forty eight minutes. Uh, Lauren came in for, for Annabelle's second goal, which may have been what you spoke about, yep. where she came off the, the, the byline there. Yep. Um, and uh, we see the emergence of uh, Georgia for the fourth goal. Okay. So 85 minutes in, um, Annabelle chips in with a with a, an assist at the end there. Um, uh, a goal I thought was well-deserved as well, because I, I, I definitely remember that game where Georgia was just in such devastating form on the right there. Yeah, I think she had at least fifteen chances, mm. you know, one on one with the goalkeeper, um, and I, I still remember her coming off um, in the first half, 
And she sort of said to me, she, you know, her head was down. She was really annoyed at herself with the fact that she wasn't putting anything away because she was getting in these really good positions and she was absolutely burning yeah. that left fullback. King, Kingscliff had to change their left fullback at least three times in that first half. Yeah, they that's just right. could not keep up with her. And um, I had a chat to her at halftime and I, I still remember saying to her, you need to be proud of the fact that you're getting in those positions. Like people would be so envious of you just to have one chance every mm. game. You know, the fact that she gets multiple chances most games, you know, is is something to behold. So, you know, all she needs to do when she does the hard stuff, great. She gets into those positions, she dribbles past defenders, and she gets to a point where it's literally her and the keeper and that's it. That's the easy part, the way I see it. You just got to pick your spot and follow through. Um, you know, going off her shooting from the 2019 season, you know, her, sh- her shots were deadly. Mm-hmm. They were always finding corners. You know, they were hit with... Enough power to at least make the goalkeeper try and save it still, even if, you know, it was kicked at the keeper. Yeah. Um, but she didn't kick it too hard where it was just being, you know, it was flying over over the bar. So to get that goal at the end of the game, I think was a real feather in a cap because I think it just proved to her that if she just didn't give up, yes, she was going to continue to get chances. But, you know, if, if we found ourselves in a final and she was in that same position, she needs to keep backing herself and she needs to make sure that if she doesn't get that chance, she's going to get another one. She just needs to keep her head held high. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I think with someone as, with Georgia's speed, you know, that's that's going to happen more often than not. And it's a good blessing for any any uh, players or any forwards. You get uh, keep getting yourself into good opportunities and, and you'll find the net. Yeah, so um, that brings us to the end of part two. Yep. Um, so we might take a bit of a break, Linz, and uh, go into part three, where okay. we'll talk about the remaining four fixtures to finish off round one of season 2020. Sounds good, Jace. Cool. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Hey, you've done the typical bloody thing. The ball's gone over. Oh, I couldn't come back near me. You could have run and intercepted that first goal, or second goal, what it was, and you probably don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? That's bloody right. <laughs> now, if you both think I'm stirred up, you're bloody right. You're bloody right. Oh, so good. One of the one of the famous, famous uh, half-time sprays. That's right. One of the famous half-time sprays from AFL great Ron Marassi back in the day. Love the man. What an absolute <laughs> milking of that, of that poor team. Tell you what, though, Jace, it takes me back. takes me back this year to um, a certain game at Tweed <laughs> where I believe you weren't unlike the great Barras there uh, in addressing the women's Div 1 team. I thought that that was... Uh, quite an apt little intro into this little part. Oh, I yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'd, it was. <laughs> I'd firstly ask, um, you know, how did you feel at that particular time and, and place? And two, how the hell did you ever get let back into the house from Becca after that <laughs> happened? <laughs> so uh, what have you got for me? Uh, well, look, just to inform the listeners out there. Um, so Rebecca Lane, our fearless fearless leader um that anchors our midfield um is uh my beautiful partner and yes she uh yeah i guess she wasn't too happy (laughs) after the game with with that halftime spray of mine um and look the players that were that have known me for quite a while and have um had the pleasure 
of of me coaching them um oh. no that is it's quite rare for me to to have a bit of a spray um so i think that's probably maybe the second time if ever um that i've actually um you know performed a halftime chat such as that yeah no it was a ripper it was a beauty i loved every minute of it and, you know <laughs> for one you know got us the result we definitely turned it on in the second half against Tweed down there, but, but for two, just the sheer bravery of the man. I mean, I've delivered some sprays in my time in coaching, you know, Beck and the girls, and I, oh, look, I, I still get reminded every day about some of the ones that I've said. She doesn't like them. Um, so, you know, the bravery to to go ahead and Ron Barras, that, that women's team was, was just brilliant. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, definitely got the reaction I was looking for. Um, but, yeah, more importantly, the... Um, yeah, the girls the girls did well down there in that second half. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we'll get to that game um, in future episodes. Sure. Um, but look, the, the next fixture we're going to have a quick chat about is uh, our first visit to Palm Beach, Linz. Ah, the old Palmy uh, one-all draw, I believe it was, Jase. Correct. Right? Yeah, we that... did uh, finish that game one-all. Yeah, I think, you know, if you ask most of the girls about the games in the season, I think <clears> they'd probably look at that one as being probably up there with you know, among the most disappointing in terms of performances. Um, you know, I think we went there having beaten Kingscliff 4-0 four, four at home. Yeah, riding off a, a bit of a high, you know, having, I think, two strong performances in the previous two rounds against Broadbeach and, and Kingy. So to go into this game, you know, feeling confident would be an understatement. Yeah, I think that um, I don't, you know, nobody intentionally goes goes with that attitude, but it's it is a bit of a sub, subliminal thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, we definitely sort of got the rug pulled over our eyes down there at Palm Beach. Um, we conceded early, and you know we ended up coming home with a wet sail. We finished strong. Um, you know, I think our second half was a lot better, but we gave them a forty five minute head start and. And, um, you know, we just couldn't find that second goal. But um, what stats have you got there from the game there, Jase? Uh, so we, we went behind quite early, actually. Five minutes in, um, Palm Beach, um, you know, to their credit, scored scored a good goal. Um, we were trying to play out from the back, um, obviously. And uh, Laney got caught on the ball, um, you know, in midfield. Yep. Um, yep. Turned the ball over and a long range shot um, just went up over the top of, of Mel there. Yeah, I remember it pretty clearly, actually. And, you know, I also think, you know, I think Laney can get out of most situations that we put her in as a team. That's why we decide to play out. But but um, we just weren't moving the ball quickly enough for her to be effective there. And we put her under a lot of pressure at that particular time. And we um, normally moved a lot, the ball a lot better than what we did on that occasion. So a um, bit unlucky there. But, you know, we we're, we're always knew this year, Jace, that by playing out the way we do, you know, we're, we're probably going to concede a few to yeah, an hour here. we definitely in, invite the pressure. Yeah, and, you know, at that point, even though we're only five minutes in, I could tell we weren't really moving the ball quickly. And, you know, I thought we were probably lucky to only be one down at that yeah. time. Yeah, well, I thought positionally we were quite good. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought we were getting into pockets of space early and, um, you know, being available for, for passing sequences um, out from the back. But like you said before, the ball just was not moving quick enough. Yeah, positionally we were where we needed to be. There were no dramas there. The girls were listened to that instruction. However, I think that they just thought that 
they would just turn up and get the points at Palmy and, and they and they got up underneath us. Um, uh, it was also a couple of other factors that, that probably didn't help. Palm um, Beach were pressing quite aggressively as well. Yep. Credit to them. They were, they were you know, quite stubborn to, to break down in parts as well. Yep, and uh, that was Annie's first game for us. Yes, um, correct. Down at Palm Beach. So Annie came back from the UK to, to join our team. And, um, you know, as good a player as she was, she was it was her first game. So under that playing out pressure, probably, you know, um, succumbed a little bit to it early on, I, I would have thought. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was a lot of things. We had Afi... Afi uh, join us for that game as well. That's right. Yeah, her her debut for for Musgrave. Yep. Um, and she was she was the one that uh, equalised for us in the seventy fifth minute. Yeah. Um, off a amazing amazing cross from from Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. So remember that that work from Jimmy. Well, late in the game, you know, it was seventy odd minutes. She she'd been working really hard all game, um, as as my wingers do. Um, but that just goes to show on reflection, you know, we were 1-0 down after five minutes and then we scored at the 75th minute. So it sort of just goes to show how tough we found things going at Palm Beach there. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it, I don't know that it took any other game 75 minutes for us to score. Um, so I think that, you know, <laughs> the girls kind of got the the rug taken out from underneath their feet there and to their credit we finished strong you know yep. we had a few late chances uh, good chances i remember afi hitting the post yes um in a, in a really close close one late and you know we definitely had more territory and shots on goal but we ju- we were just a little bit off that night jace yeah yeah um, definitely agree um a couple of shout outs though um for for, for that performance i definitely want to highlight jimmy's performance that game, not just for the assist she got, but like you said, 75 minutes, um, you know, she's she's definitely a, a player um, that plays out wide who gives us absolutely everything she's got in, in the tank. You know, um, not the tallest player, but skillfully, she's very, very good. She has a great shot on her, but just just the heart she has, um, you know, to, to never give up. She, you know, she could almost be coughing up a lung but if another ball gets put through into space and it's on her side of the field, God help that bloody defender who yeah. wants to try and shut her down. Yeah, no, she she had a really good game that, that game and a good season overall, Jimmy. But that was a game for her where she was particularly strong. Um, couldn't agree more with you about her endeavour uh, when, when she plays every time. We, we know what we're going to get with Jim and we're very happy with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I know that uh, Annie got man of the match in that game. She did. Um, I think, you know, that might sound a bit funny to some people because I mentioned earlier, you know, I think she might have struggled a bit early because it was the first game, but it takes a lot from a player to probably come back from a from a rough start when you haven't played in such a long time to, to go and then play 90 minutes and turn it around to becoming an extremely dominant player. Yep. Um, and a, a hugely positive influence on our team for that second half where we you know where we needed to be positive to try and manage a win yeah. on a night where it surely just wasn't coming off for us but um, I was really proud of Annie's performance that night for the first first night back yep um, we noticed a bit of a partnership blossoming um, from this game as well down the left flank um, Shari and Cherie yeah we did um, you know with Afi coming into the team um 
you know, I kind of thought, well, where can we probably use Shari where she's going to be a little bit more effective for us? Especially with Annabelle banging in goals, yeah. left, right and centre. Yeah, and um, so we, we tried Shari out in the wing to play a little bit of a different way, see if she could bring uh, Shari into the game, which, of course, you know, we discovered from that game on that that was a, a real tool of Shari's yeah. and something that we could really use moving forward if we trained on it and worked on it. So um, full credit to Shari for taking on a new role at that particular time and doing it well. She definitely gave us something different um, in regards to a wide attacking player because obviously with the other three players um, showing their speed, um, you know, their tenacity in defence and their footwork, um, speed was definitely something that Shari, you know, maybe didn't have in yeah. her department. Um, but what she offered that the other girls, you know, maybe didn't quite have in their arsenal was, um, you know, her technical ability is is quite impressive. Yeah. The ball at her feet, she's very hard to tackle. And, um, you know, her passing nous is quite good. Yeah. Um, her communication, I think, is great as well. So, you know, playing playing in a wide attacking role where speed isn't necessarily your friend she was so influential out wide still with, you know, her own personal skill set. Yeah, and I think she's really smart footballer as well. She she was able to understand, all right, well, you know, Afy's clearly out there tearing it up. Um, Annabelle's been going gangbusters. You know, she I think she was smart enough to realise I can make a go of it here yep. if I'm just a bit smart about it. And, you know, full credit to Shari and, you know, we we really worked on that for the rest of the year from then on in and, and it was great success for us i mean Cherie getting around shari for those overlapping runs basically become a staple of our of our game yeah um in a positive way definitely brought about the my favorite part of the match was probably the last 20 minutes where you know we were quite dominant yeah yeah no i totally agree and um you know, the, it's one thing to sort of just just let it be a sort of a one-game fluke against a, a Palm Beach team that didn't really know how to defend it, but that combination proved to be effective for us for the rest of the year against teams that even knew what we were going to do but still couldn't stop it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, um, you know, we leave Palm Beach with, with a draw, one all, um, and we head into um, a derby week against Southport. <laughs> Oh, there were some girls looking forward to this one. Yes, um, definitely was. Yeah, coach, we, coach as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Um, it was always going to be a tough game, regardless. But the fact that we had four girls from Southport in our team um, this season just created a little bit of spice to the situation. Um, you know, Southport had obviously been boosted by the return of a few, a few quality players from from other teams. And that was, I think, the first week that they they played for them. So it was in typical Musgrave fashion. You know, they bring in the big guns to play us. So, um, but that only made our girls stronger. <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly, from a coaching point of view, we we weren't too phased about it. We knew we had the game plan and the and the fitness and yep. the skill to to get the job done. But. Um, you know, the girls would have seen those other girls from Southport warming up and felt a little bit nervous, I'm sure. But once that whistle started, really, we, we were pretty dominant in that game. Yeah, we conceded a couple, but 
honestly, we were, we were well on top of that game. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely attest to the, the, the nervous the nervous feeling um, pre-game, um, obviously being a previous coach at Southport, um, but also with you know the girls that came across to, to Musgrave from, from Southport. You know, they were going into a game where they were playing against players who were lining up next to them, playing with them the season before. Yeah. So, you know, um, I guess one special mention, um, you know, being Malia. Yeah, so Malia would be the the player of the match uh, for that Southport game, and it was well-deserved. Um, you know, we, we know defensively what Malia brings to the game every week. She usually looks after her opponent, you know, pretty tidily as a defender. She never really gives too much room or space. Um, she was marking Tash for the majority of the time on that night, and Tash, who was a, you know, quite a attacking weapon for Southport, um, you know, really didn't get close to touching the ball on that night, I thought. So that was a good job to Malia. But she also got forward plenty of times, played um, plenty of balls through, effective balls through to our midfield. Um, it was just a really good game for Malia that night. I was really proud of her. Um, there would have been some stats also coming out of that game, Jase. Yeah, definitely. So um, we came out of that game uh, victorious, uh, 4-2. We won that game. Yep. Um, but, you know, like we said before, it definitely didn't come easy for, for, for the girls. Yep. Um, but we see uh, Doris popping up for, for a goal off, off yet another Lauren corner. Oh, wow. So that was 13 minutes in. So, you know, definitely would have boosted the girls, um, you know, with, with quite a strong start to the game, I thought we had. Yeah. All the girls were quite switched on. Um, bit of a midfield battle, I noticed as well, in the middle there, but, you know, nothing I don't think the girls couldn't handle. Um, you know, yeah. Evie, um, Laney, and, and, and Lauren were, were, were quite dominant, I thought, from yeah. the start. Um, yeah, and Bree was, was really busy in there as well. Yeah, when so, she came on, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that led us on to um, the 22nd minute where we would then go 2-0 up. Um, Lauren fired in a corner, which ricocheted off a Southport player for an own goal. Yep, I remember that. Yep. Um, that and was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Monty. <laughs> um, and yeah, five minutes later, um, Southport finally kicked into gear. Um, and, you know, one of their old... Um, Premier League recruits who had left the club originally to play in the Brisbane Premier League with Coomera um, under Trent, yep. Trent Gregson, um, you know, uh, obviously must have had enough of the club and decided to come back to Southport and just in time for this Musgrave game. Yeah, um, and, you know, she was always going to be a handful for any team. Uh, Webby, she's a quality player. Um, certainly I remember that goal she scored quite clearly it was an absolute ripper there was no one no one stopping that or defending that Um, nothing we could have done about that particular one but you know our our girls you know together with Annie uh, Doz and and Soph really um, really were able to put the clamps on Webby for the rest of the game um, more or less so that was really important for us in getting the win yeah Definitely. Um, so, you know, second half, um, we, we start the half quite strongly again. Um, 60 minutes in, we see uh, Laney pop up for another goal um, off a corner again, I think. I believe that was a header as well. Yep. Um, so Bree, I think, took this corner yep. this time. I yep. think Lauren may have been, been off yep. for a bit of a rest. Um, so, yeah, 60 minutes in, 
Um, Southport decide to make it a close game. Uh, 79 minutes into the game mm. where, where where they notch up a goal. Um, so, you know, 10 minutes to go. We're sitting at 3-2. Um, yep. I thought the girls were still playing quite well. Yep. Um, just on, on that particular time, and it's it might be the right time now to, to just quickly talk about Cherie for a, for a minute. At that time, girls, she was going through a little bit of mental anguish um, just with herself. She wasn't happy with how she was performing. Um, she wasn't hitting the ball well. She didn't feel like she was very fit. She's definitely one player who um, seems never satisfied with her own performance. Not not never satisfied, but she's she's her own worst critic. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, she's. I remember the discussions clearly for this Southport game in particular, and you know when we were talking pre-game, she was really in a, in a bad place. Um, and as a coaching team, you know, we had no idea yeah. at the time. I mean, there's been nothing at training or nothing performance-wise that we were at all worried about for Cherie, but it was clearly something that bugged her. And, um, you know, the reason why we bring this up now is because it was late in the game where we actually put Cherie on at right fullback to give Malia a rest. And, um, you know, she ended up putting a great ball through for Georgia who, who crossed Annabelle into to um, get the 4-2 result. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, basically direct effort from Cherie, you know, making the right decision, hitting the right ball, talking the right talk um, to get the job done. And I think from that point on, she might have just turned that corner again. Yeah, the uh, the, the assist, assist yeah. um, pass. Can't, which... <laughs> you can't turn down the assist, assist. <laughs> no. you know, we don't have if those they're... stats off for everything. No, but, um, no, definitely not. But, but the players know them. <laughs> That's right. That's but right. yeah, full credit to Cherie there. Um, and, you know, again, Georgia um, turning up for another really, really strong performance. Georgia had a great game that night. Could have easily got player of the match that night. Yep. She was fantastic. But if anything, I think that was a game which, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping the girls took out of it. But just from Cherie's example, you know, she is such a positive person outside of the game and inside the game as well. But she's always one of the first people to back up her players you know her her talking on the field is always really really good along with Lainey um you know and, and Shari's always out there trying to you know pump up the girls yeah. so between those three you know Shari's always up there with 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 the positive chat but for someone like her to you know go down that sort of route of having I suppose negative thoughts or yeah. um second second guesses on her own performance to be able to turn that around and um finish the game the way she did, you know, which helped us come away with a four-two win. It made the game, yeah. you know, it made the scoreline look easier than what the game was. Yeah, but that should hopefully show the girls that it happens to everybody. You know, we all have our moments. Yeah, um, but it definitely shows the character in Cherie, where you know we can always turn it around. There's 90 minutes in a game. It's not the you know the two or three minutes where you feel you may not be playing well, or the five or ten minute patch where you think you could be doing better. Um, you know, you've got 90 minutes to really hammer home and you can always turn it around. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, just touching on that same point, Jace, is, you know, there, there would have been at least half a dozen times through the course of the year where individual girls came to me and, and shared the same thing as yep. what Sherry was going to. So no, so no, you know, it's not new to anyone. You know, girls, you've got to understand that sometimes you, you have these patterns, um, but it only takes takes such a short time to get yourself back to where you to where you need to be so 
keep that in mind if ever you're feeling a little bit down on, on your own form. Yep. Um, but yeah, just to finish off on this game, um, I think Malia definitely deserves another quick shout out. She was up against, um, you know, I suppose one of Southport's strike weapons in, in Natasha, yeah. um, a player obviously I've, I've coached in the past yeah. and definitely has that speed um, about her game, much like Georgia, you know, very, very hard to catch if she's in open space. Um, but I think Malia literally had her in her back pocket all game. Her her cover defense, when things were maybe a little bit, you know, on, on edge, um, Malia always came out on top. And even against Webby, when Webby was trying to turn onto her left foot to, yep. you know, unleash that cannon we all know she has of a, of a left foot shot, um, I think Malia had a top, top game. Yep, no, that she got the player of the match that day, and I think that that was pretty unanimous yeah. amongst the, the coaching. So definitely a good performance from her. Yep, so um, that brings us to our second last fixture of, of round one, where um, we're at home to Tweed, Linz. Right, so that was a big win for us, if I remember, Jace. Yeah, 7-0 winners there. Yeah. Um, you know, that was one of the first games Annabelle notched up a, a hat-trick for, for the club. So right. yeah, so she scored literally within the first three minutes of the game. Actually, she was she started the game really well. Um, Bree put her through for an assist. Yep. Um, second goal came from some really really good attacking play from Shari. Yeah. Um, where she found herself, um, you know, in the box, um, found a pocket of space to get a shot away, and it managed to you know strike the hand of a of, an, of a, one of the defenders. Yep. Good old uh, vice captain Lauren. Um, we all know how well she can put a shot away. Yeah, Lauren's off the penalty up. spot. Yeah, it's no problem. Yep. So yeah, really, really good pen from Lauren. Twenty-two minutes in, uh, we find ourselves with um, maybe someone not common on the score sheet, but definitely well deserved. Um, Cherie. Right. Uh, being put through by by Georgia. Yep. Um, you know, from a great overlapping run with Cherie, 53 minutes in. Yep. Uh, another player, uh, I guess, who mm. decided to pop up <laughs> yep. and, you know, join join the, the, the scoring. Evie. Beautiful. Evie got, found herself with a goal. Um, Bree, you know, getting herself an assist, 55 minutes in. Yep. Uh, Annabelle turns up for a, for a second goal. Um, you know, Georgia having a great game there putting her in for the second assist. Yeah. Um, and then Georgia pops up for a goal for herself. Um, Lauren puts her in, 81 minutes in. And then uh, Annabelle finishes it off, seventh goal of the game for the team. Annabelle's third. Crystal with the assist there. Nice. Speak of the devil, looks like Georgia's just pulled in. Oh, Georgia's home. <laughs> she might be able to wrap up this game for us. But... Oh, maybe. We'll have to wait for her to come upstairs. <laughs> But uh, any thoughts there from the game wins? Uh, I just remember Cherie got player of the match that game. She was um, particularly dominant, got herself a goal. Um, remember being her, her being really busy, but I also remember being particularly proud of the defenders during that game. Even though we won 7-0, you know, the, it was the way we moved the ball across the back, the way Mel got herself involved with the, with the game um, was the, the key to opening them up so easily up front. Yeah. and allowed our attackers to do it. So I was really pleased with all the defenders in a 7-0 win, and, and Cherie got player of the match that day deservedly. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, Cherie had a really, really good game. Um, testament to the girls on a defensive effort. Oh, hey, Georgia. Hi, George. How are we going? How are you going? <laughs> just, uh, we're just talking about how well you played against Tweed. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> very, very nice there. It's uh, good old Winks. Yeah, Winks comes in. Good old Winks. Um, so, yeah, just to continue on, um, like I said, a 7-0 win, normally people think about how well our attackers were. Um, but testament to our defensive line, um, and Mel is inclusive of that, obviously. Yep. Um, you know, they were so disciplined in this game. They did not give Tweed a sniff um, in complete control. Uh, Mel's distribution, yet again, was was really, really on point. Um, and just finding that connection with, you know, whether she wanted to switch the play um, and if those options weren't on for Sheree or Malia, she was able to find Laney. Yeah, and I remember there was probably only two or three games during the whole season where we had all five defenders available to us. And I think that poor Tweed team copped it on that day where, you know, we had um, overlapping fullbacks that were fresh and we had um, centre backs that were fresh because we were able to rotate through the five. But we just, um, you know, for one reason or another, you know, through the whole season, we couldn't get the five defenders on the field at the one time or, or on a team sheet at the one time. So, you know, though that little three-week period of sort of Southport, Tweed, um, you know, and, and Palmy, I think the following week, was it? Yep, or, yep. yep, that's correct. So that, that sort of three-week period where we had all five defenders to pick from was massive for us and yeah. showed a lot through the year when we just had the four to work with. Yeah, definitely. And I think the, the team were definitely um, in a period where the, 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 the systems that you and I were, you know, putting in place for the girls to, to play, the philosophy on how we wanted them to play out from the back and, you know, um, dominate possession. But these three games, as well as the Kingscliff 4-0 win, I think, um, you know, come to mind where it was really impressive to see the girls in a game situation um, not just, um, I suppose, conform with common beliefs on how Metro is played, yeah. um, I guess, with the old long ball and we just kick chase. Yeah. Um, you know, the way the way our girls have played throughout the season and, you know, like I said, the games that I've mentioned were, were the highlights of, of this. But the girls were able to not just maintain possession, but they were able to work out other teams in the sense that um, you know, it's the old saying that you were always saying to me this year, you know, death by paper cuts. Yeah. These teams, they weren't realizing that they were, you know, expending so much energy trying to win the ball back or trying to cut off, um, you know, passing channels because we were finding all these pockets of space. The girls were able to play it from defense to attack and, you know, the old recycle, bringing yeah. it back to defense, um, shifting it from left to right. Um speeding up the ball when it had to or slowing it down yep. to, to help, you know, our girls find those pockets of space and not run out of gas. Yep. You know, it was really impressive to see the girls work teams out that way and not just align with the old kick chase philosophy. Yeah, and I think it's really important to bring up in in this sort of 7-0 win game because you can look at that result and go, oh, well, Tweed were bottom of the ladder, you know, you know, they doesn't matter we probably still was a 110 if we just pumped it yep but you know the good thing about it was that we we stuck to our our systems and we and we still won comfortably but just in a much more enjoyable way of playing football yeah couldn't agree more yeah um and that third game that you touched on the palm beach game yep. um is is our final fixture of round one yep. and we found ourselves down at palm beach for a second time 
second time round, and we weren't going to make the same mistake again. Um, this, the Palm Beach Sharks team, which is the team that we were playing on this occasion, were much, much tougher than the team that we drew with. Definitely. So I think that maybe that team were a little bit unlucky in the way that you know we'd, we'd been poor at Palm Beach previously against not the best team. So we, we were mentally more switched on before that game. So I think that Palm Beach Sharks team on that particular night just felt the wrath of a bit of, of, a bit of us uh, having previously drawn down there. Yeah, so. definitely has something to prove to, to not yeah. only to Palmy, but I think to, to, to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yep. we, knowing, wanted, we wanted to make amends. There was no questions about yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. The pitch was never going to change from the first time we played there, so we knew the ball had to move quicker. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, 7-0 um, became the, the, the popular scoreline for, yeah. for Musgrave during, during those two weeks. So, um, you know, the goals for that game, uh, Lauren got herself a goal four minutes in. Yep. Um, assisted by um, Annabelle, who had an unbelievable game um, against Palmy. So she would go on to create a second assist for, for Brie um, and not only give herself two assists, she'd actually get her second hat-trick in a matter of two weeks. Yep. Um, so with Annabelle's three goals, um, you know, she was assisted by Jimmy... Shari and Bree. Um, obviously, Annabelle returned the favour by putting Bree in for the 49th minute. Um, Jimmy seems to love playing at Palm Beach. Yep. Um, she got in on, on the goal action as well. Um, 60 minutes in, Bree put her through there. Um, and I think a bit of really, really good piece of individual work um, to bring up our seventh goal, Crystal took advantage of. Um, I guess a misplaced pass from from Palmy's goalkeeper um, when she was you know putting a bit of pressure on. Yep, yeah, that's the thing that we always knew that we'd get from Crystal was you know sheer just following of instruction. And I remember your words to her clearly before um, her going onto the field was where you know you just said uh, you know just need you to be constantly hassling those defenders and keepers every time you're close enough, close them down, close them down, and. Um, you know, through sheer pressure, she was able to force herself into, you know, their error and, you know, reward got herself a goal for it. Great, great work. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So um, that brought us to the end of the full round, round one. Um, did we mention the men, the player of the match for that game? Player of the match that game went to Jimmy. That's right. Uh, went to Jimmy. It did too. But, you know, I just thought she had the classic winger's game on that, that occasion. She did everything, both in attack and defence, that we needed. She, um, she was always the outlet that, that we needed when we were going forward. She, she constantly looked dangerous. Um, Annabelle had an absolute blinder. Yeah, had a cracker. Uh, no question about Annabelle having a blinder on that one. She nearly got it. But just picked Jimmy on the, on the night for that one. And, um, you know, re- very pleased with the girls going down to turn things around at Palmy that night. Yeah, definitely. So, um, guys, don't forget, that brings us to the end of um, part three and we're nearing the end of our very first ever episode. Yep, it's been fun, Jase. Yeah, it's been really, really good. Yep. Don't don't forget, we, have, um, we will have a Facebook page up and running very soon. So, um, you know, once we have, I guess, our podcast name. Yep, um, uh, name sorted and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get that, rolling as soon as sort of we can maybe we uh maybe we call it off the crossbar for now yeah 
until we get maybe some better suggestions yep. in. No, I, I like I it. I do like it. I do like off the crossbar. It's a, it's a I good like shout. It, but again, yep, uh, let us know if there's if there's any better suggestions from from any listeners out there. We'd love to hear it. Also, give us some uh, give us some feedback on how you think this episode went. Um, you know, we we definitely had some fun with the uh, with the transitions in between our our different parts. Yeah, and we've had our issues in the audio and whatnot as well. This is our second crack at <laughs> this. Just so you know, our very very first attempt, we uh, we were recording for nearly two hours, Linz. We were having a good old chat. Oh, two hours we were recording, and then um, we realised that the audio wasn't wasn't what it should be so we went and adjusted that situation and hopefully you've all heard this without too much of an issue yeah so. fingers crossed yeah but uh it's a nice nice contraption there you got lens with the old uh with yep. the old mic on the stand oh, it's it's i'm loving it i'm loving it <laughs> feeling good feeling good look at us podcasting and all <laughs> hey oh it's great so um it's a it's a massive thanks from me lens yep no worries, mate. Um, same, same here. Thanks, thanks to yourself, and uh, hopefully we've got the listener support out there early. And and um, you know, if you can give us feedback, we 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 take it on. We take on bad feedback as well, particularly to Jace. I don't like the bad feedback. Bring so it on. <laughs> bring it on. That'd be good. <laughs> but um, no, appreciate your time, and um, we'll catch you again next time. Yeah, beautiful. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Have a great time.